welcome to the debut episode of the Amazing Empire Pod, your source for news and reactions to the latest stories from the Amazing Mets and the Evil Empire. Ironically, the news regarding New York baseball revolves around a controversial player who will not be playing baseball in New York this season. This is, of course, Trevor Bauer. He signs a three-year, $102 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that entered the Bauer sweepstakes late after the New York Mets were favored for weeks to sign the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner. Here is the payment breakdown, courtesy of the Washington Post. It works like this. If Bauer stays in Los Angeles for just one year, he will receive a $10 million signing bonus and a $28 million salary. He would receive a $2 million buyout if he left for a total of $40 million for the first year. If he stayed for two, he would receive $85 million total, $38 from the first year, a $32 million salary in 2022, and an eye-popping $15 million buyout to get the privilege of leaving Los Angeles. The third year of the deal calls for Bauer to earn only $17 million more than if he had opted out. Essentially, Trevor Bauer will be the highest paid player in baseball for at least the next two seasons, despite being significantly worse than the former highest paid player, Mike Trout, by every objective measure. Shockingly, according to other reports, the New York Mets actually offered more average annual value than the Dodgers. After an entire offseason of games and tweets directed at potential suitors, Bauer did not even pick the best deal. So Mets fans have a right to feel misled, but make no mistake, the Mets dodged a bullet here. In nine MLB seasons, Bauer has only had two years with an ERA below 4.0, and that actually includes a shortened 2020 season. His career ERA is 3.9, which is just barely better than the average in MLB. So let's talk about that shortened Cy Young season, which got him this contract. A 1.73 ERA and just 12 starts. Impressive? Sure. Worth betting $100 million on? I'd probably pass. Those 12 starts Bauer made en route to a 1.73 ERA? He faced the Tigers, Royals, Cubs, Pirates, Brewers, and White Sox. The only team, and I mean it, the only team he faced that qualified for the postseason were the White Sox whom he faced just once. In fact, a little under 50% of Bauer's games were pitched against the 4th or 5th place teams in their respective divisions. So what does this mean for his 2020 season? To me, it's meaningless. Bauer may or may not become an ace in the coming years, but this year won't be an indicator of such no matter what. In the aftermath of losing out on Trevor Bauer, the Mets made some minor moves. They signed former Cubs defensive-minded center fielder Albert Elmore Jr. to a major league deal. In a move with some redundant they also offered a $5 million deal to another defensive-minded center fielder, Kevin Pillar, that made offensive strides in a shortened 2020 season. In two corresponding moves, Corey Oswalt and Brad Brock were designated for assignment. Corey Oswalt was sent down to AAA with an invite to spring training, and Brad Brock was released. It's important to note that Almore Jr. does have an option remaining, meaning he could be sent down to AAA. These moves provide depth to the Mets bench. Now, on to the Yankees, a team who was, by all accounts, never involved in the Bauer sweepstakes, but spent around $40 million, the same price as the Bauer contract with the Dodgers, on other needs nonetheless. The Empire brought back a must-keep player in DJ LeMahieu for just $15 million per year, 
which is an absolute steal for an MVP caliber player who can start all over the diamond. Considering the Mets' potential need for a third baseman, this would have actually been a steal for them as well. But DJ clearly had a preference of the Bronx. The rest of that $40 million or so was spent on two pitchers, Jamison Tyone, acquired from the Pirates via trade, and Corey Kluber, who signed an $11 million contract with the Yanks. Just days ago, the Yankees solidified their depth, adding successful relief pitcher Justin Wilson to their roster, and adding a backup catcher in Robinson Chirinos. Ironically, both of these players were on the Mets in 2020. All in all, the Yanks filled some roster holes, settled multiple arbitration cases, and added depth for the price of one overrated pitcher. The Mets, on the other hand, waited to make a big splash that never came. They of course acquired Francisco Lindor, but they whiffed on a free agent market while the Yanks excelled with limited resources and a solid core. The Mets would be wise to take note. These look to be the major acquisitions before spring training, so the only thing left to do is see the teams play. See you next week, and thanks for listening.